0: Into the me, It is Wednesday, the 6th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How are you, Shano, on hump day?
1: Not too bad. It is hump day, mate. I'm off to a friend's farm with the girls um, tonight. So we're going down to Berrimar. It's going to be cold down there, mate, but it should be good fun. Oh, I love Berrimar.
0: What a, what a beautiful part of the world the Southern Highlands is. Mm. Look, we went to the RSL, the local RSL, last night, and um, I'm looking at the menu and I thought, I've got to have a schnitzel, double pepper sauce. Oh. It, it, it is Is it always, if you're not a vegetarian or a vegan, it's always the fallback, isn't it?
1: It is the go-to, mate. There's nothing better. I, I love a, a good snitty. It's got to be, I don't like any of the cheese or stuff on top. It's a nice plain snitty with a bit of lemon. I like it with mushy peas or with it like a celer- celeriac um, uh, sort of, I don't know, um, shaved celeriac. And that's really, really nice with a bit of mustard.
0: Yum. Mm, yeah. I, I just dump a whole lot of pepper sauce on it, tell you what, <laughs> With a whole lot of hot veggies on a cold winter's night. What a beautiful uh, option it is. Whoever came up with the schnitty was a genius. I'm sure it was over there in Germany or Austria or somewhere. All right, we've got a whole stack, or maybe even Italy. We might even do a research project on that. We've got a lot of sport to talk about today. Cricket, what about England? Haven't they turned their fortunes around? There's drama for Nick Curios, That's going to surprise some people. And the NRL by a pub.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: England, just from triumph to triumph. Uh, I
1: I can't quite believe what I'm watching. Um, Dominated New Zealand, beating India. It is hard to believe that this is the same cricket team, honestly. From 17 test losses in a row, they couldn't score you know, 130 runs in either innings. They are just now dominating world, world cricket and setting unbelievable records. Stokes, the captain, is leading by example. Um, Brendan McCallum, as they're calling it over in England, Bazball. Ball now, um, the way that they play, it's a positive brand of cricket. But to to bowl out India in the second innings for only um, 245, Stokes, the captain, took four for 33 off 11 overs, led by example once again. And then to chase down 378 in the final innings, the highest test chase in the fourth innings on this ground in England was only 212. So put that in perspective, it was almost double. And uh, Lees, the opener, got 56, Crawley 46, but it was Root again, 142 not out, and Bairstow, 114 not out. Amazing chase. Berto 400s in four test matches. I don't know what they're putting in uh, Virat Kohli's Kool-Aid over there. Yeah, he's, he's losing his marbles a bit, isn't he? He's, um, and he's been reprimanded. I don't know the, whether he's been fined. It wouldn't really matter finding Virat Kohli a couple of 10 grand, or something because he's got plenty. But, uh, yeah, the way he sort of – when Stokes got out in the first innings and he ran past Stokes, after Stokes was dropped twice and finally got caught by a good one, it was very childlike. He ran past him screaming and carrying on and waving his arms. It's just, it's not becoming of an Indian captain, I don't think.
0: Rafael Nadal and Nick Kyrgios have had dramas over the years and Rafa's come out and had a crack at him. Uh, Tony Nadal, who, of course, is Rafa's uncle and and his mentor, uh, it was interesting to read the comments from him this week at Wimbledon saying that, you know, uh, he's rude and annoying Kyrgios, but this time it's not his fault. Um, All the dramas around him and and the you know arguments with to Pass and everything else that's gone on at Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think uh, the problem is with Nick that he's done so many silly things in the past that mm. whether he's right or wrong now in the future, it doesn't really matter. He's just involved in another altercation or confrontation. And and I totally agree with Taylor Dale here that it, it was Cesar Pass who carried on more here, and and on this occasion it wasn't Nick's Nick's fault. But once again, as I just said, mate, you uh, you dance with the dervish all the time, you're going to get in trouble. Well, he's got a court hearing, hasn't? He? We can't
0: say too much because it's a, in front of the courts. So mm. Curios, it involves an ex-girlfriend. Wimbledon's put out a statement, um, and that's going to happen in Canberra after the tournament. Of course, he plays to
1: uh, find a place in the semi-final tonight. Yeah, and uh, as you said the... Um, Nick will go up uh, in two months' time in Canberra. Um, it's it's for a, 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 an assault charge on his former girlfriend, as you said, so that's all we can basically say about that at this stage, Tim.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, Nick Kyrgios, uh, that will happen after Wimbledon tonight. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, mm. what happens uh, with all of that swirling around. Uh, his life is one constant drama, so that's one thing that you sort of would think about Nick Kyrgios, not too much is going to bother him. You see that media conference where the, where the journo said, oh, you shouldn't be wearing that. You, we've got strict dress regulations. And he and he basically goes, I'll do what I want to do And the the journo. And then he said to him, he goes, you keep being you, mate. It was, uh, if, if nothing else, it was provocative and compelling to watch. Now, uh, Ash Barty doesn't play tennis anymore. Our bet on this show is that she will pick up the racket again at some point. But uh, she's told the story about when she smashed the ball beautifully uh, down in Melbourne and Tiger Woods was watching. I'm talking about a golf ball.
1: Yeah, that's right. And she said she's never been more starstruck. And it's funny, I think, Tim, doesn't matter what level of sport or or fame you get to, there's always someone that – every person looks up to and can be star struck by. And she's clearly uh, not only a lover of tennis, we know that, she's a, a champion tennis player, but she's a lover of all sports, in, but in particular golf. And I think for her to see Tiger Woods in person was, was, a, was a big moment for her. It was, it was quite nice. She's very sweet, Ash Barty. It's interesting to see how many sports people in other sports are very, very good
0: golfers. There were a lot mm. of good cricketers and still are ex-cricketers that are, are great golfers like Ricky Ponting, Greg Blewett, Greg Ritchie, um, three marker. Uh, lots of really good golfers.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Gavin Robertson, Robertson was saying he was playing with Steve Ward just the other day. Steve Ward's off four now too, so he's coming right in. But, yeah, a lot of cricketers have the, have the hand-eye coordination, so I'm not quite down to that low marker yet, Tim, but I'm, I'm trying.
0: You work too hard. You need some time off. <laughs> yeah, you need some I do. time off to, yeah. go, to go and play some golf. Flat That's out, mate. it. Flat out, <laughs> Stay with us. We've got all the AFL, the NRL, and much more. So the Socceroos and the Matildas are going to play in Brisbane, Suncorp Stadium in September. I think there's a lot of interest in around around the world game now that the men's team has qualified for the World Cup finals. And of course, we are next year holding the World
1: Cup for women in Australia and New Zealand. Yep, this is the big campaign lead-up to the World Cup for the men. Mm. Um, so they play New Zealand September 22 at Suncorp, as you mentioned, uh, prior to going over to Qatar uh, for the World Cup in November. Uh, and the girls take on Canada September 3. So that's the build-up for, for the World Cup here. So, yeah, two, two big matches. I still can't believe that Socceroos have actually qualified after... The difficult position they put themselves in, but they're there and um, they seem pretty pumped. It's not going to be a huge game against New Zealand. I would like to say, see them play a bit harder team prior to the World Cup. Once you get into that World Cup knockout, it's going to be game on. But um, that's all they can do at the moment is just keep winning.
0: It was a bloody gutsy move by Graham Arnold, wasn't it, to bring oh, the grey you know wiggle on? I like that. Was like that'll go down in sporting history. Um, what's the old saying? No guts, no glory.
1: Yep, that's it, and uh, amazing. Yeah, to bring him on, he's pretty, pretty um, down earth too. That the goalkeeper there, and he's he hasn't really carried on much since, and um, he's obviously got a job to do. Come the World Cup,
0: AFL. Um, how do you think the Swans are going? They have got a big game this week. I'll, I'll be there Friday night for this one.
1: Yeah, it's a must-win match uh, for the Swans. Uh, a big, big game. Interesting on the weekend. You saw a really ridiculous charge, uh, Eric Hipwood from Brisbane. Um, pushed uh, a Western Bulldogs player into the back of an umpire. Mm. It was a careless thing, and he's been fined two and a half thousand dollars. The ruling was that it was careless, but not a high careless charge. <laughs> so it was don't know there was a difference between careless and high careless, but apparently there is in AFL. Um, but the umpire did, does did get knocked over. So, like in any sport, mate, the umpire's got to be protected, and uh, hence why you he got a two and a half thousand dollar fine. Yeah, exactly.
0: It was a bit odd, though.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, it was uh, you know... but dominoes.
0: A, yeah, it left a few people sort of with their eyes, uh, eyebrows raised. Now, rugby league, uh, drama to drama. Uh, I, I noted Paul Kent ripped into the whole refereeing. We've seen refs dropped. Mm. And then what about this other story? Um, Nick Politis uh, and Pappas and the and the, and the boss of um, Brisbane um, set to walk away from the investment committee when they were surprised when they found out, well, they found out, by someone else, apparently, that the Rugby League Commission has bought a restaurant in Brisbane, a restaurant and hotel. Look, I've been to Gambaro's. It's a wonderful spot. It's down there on Caxton Street. They've got other places. It does seem
1: uh, interesting. Very, very odd investment there. And uh, Politis, who I think has um, managed all the funds for the Roosters for many years, Um, I think the Roosters have something like $150 million of property unencumbered. Um, due to Nick Bullit, Uncle Nick. Um, but this yeah, this seems very at odds with a normal investment strategy for for a, um, a sporting association. Really weird. Yeah, twenty five million dollars is going to be interesting to see
0: what they do there. These uh, high profile people now, Reese Walsh uh, set to leave the Warriors
1: and go to Brizzy. Yeah, it'd be big. Big coup for the for Brisbane Broncos. Um, it's off the back of Canberra fullback um, Nickol Clutsted going to the Warriors. So mm. with that move, they they believe that he'll go back. You know, he, he did start at Brisbane. Um, he'll go back there and uh, and then uh, play the number one position for them. Be a huge coup for them. Yeah, look, he's a talented guy. He's got a massive yeah. future ahead. And of course, both
0: teams, both Origin teams, are in camp at the moment ahead of next Wednesday's game the decider at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, only one change each, as we mentioned. It's mm. going to be a cracking game next Wednesday night. Now, have you ever participated? There'll be quite a few hot dogs ate, I would think, at uh, Suncorp Stadium or Eaton. Um, have you ever entered a hot dog eating comp, Shane?
1: No, I haven't because I don't really like hot dogs, believe it or not. I like a Ooh. good pie. I like a schnitzel, as we mentioned at the start. But uh, I tell you, this guy, uh, on the 4th of July, yesterday in America, they have a hot dog eating competition, a guy called Joey Chestnut. How American's that? <laughs> eight, six, <laughs> Joey eight, Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Ate 63 dogs in 10 minutes. Um, He's a 15-time world hot dog eating champion um, with his record of 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes in 2020. Like, imagine the the dump you do next day after that. (laughs) Anyway, God. But um, it was funny. Even Joey Chestnuts on stage and he's ripping into his dogs and an animal protester ran on stage to him dressed in a Darth Vader mask And um, Joey Chestnut, mid-eating hot dogs, tackled him, put him in a chokehold, Choked out Darth Vader. They got him off stage, and he continued eating his hot dog. <laughs> that is some sort of that is that is an American story. That is some sort of Star Wars ch- hot dog eating comp
0: <laughs> superstar, <laughs> Mister Chestnut. Um, yeah, hot dog. I, I'll have to uh, um, disagree with him. I do like a good hot dog, particularly those do American hot dogs, like in New York or in Canada with the smaller buns. But I mean, you know, the, the right mix of mustard and sauce. But uh, that's that's a discussion for another day. Um, wrapping it up today quite ironically this is quite a swing shift yep. we're talking about fitness campaigns and you and
1: i are look we're always on some sort of diet aren't we yeah well, this is about two years ago i got a fitness trainer a guy called brad spence who is actually mm. a neighbor of mine but he's um he's a fantastic fitness trainer and yep. he said to me shane well before we do anything your diet's probably 80 percent of you know if you want to lose weight it's 80 percent is your diet um and we'll work on the fitness side of things so he asked me for a whole week to write down everything that i ate um, he said, don't lie. It's only cheating yourself. Write everything down and I'll call you on Sunday night to get exactly what you ate during the week. And uh, about 8.30 on a Sunday night, he called me and he said, mate, you haven't sent through your list of food. And I said, because oh, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> 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 I haven't even had my main meal. He said, "He goes, oh, this is going to be tough training you, mate. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Oh, I, I don't know what I'd do if I had to write it all down. It, uh, I know I'd run out of ink. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Our fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. And our great producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your Daily Dose of Sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building.